Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Man, good to see you guys. Happy Easter. Man, y'all look good. Woo! How about we didn't get to do this last year, amen? You got two years bottled up in you, amen? My goodness gracious. Hey, if you're joining us online, thank you so much for being with us. Man, we have a great, great church online. Boy, they are faithful, faithful, so grateful to them. Happy Easter to you as well. Uh, I would say you look great, but I don't know what kind of PJs you have on, so. But I'm sure you look great, amen? So I'm sure you look great. So uh, thanks for being a part of us, um, being a part of the church. Grateful that you're here today, and happy Easter to you and your family as well. So I love to... uh, I love to begin new series on Easter. And what I'm hoping is that today's message kind of sticks you a little bit and you come back for the next uh, several lessons. So uh, today I'm gonna start a brand new series. I've entitled the series, Things Jesus Never Said. Things Jesus Never Said, amen. I mean, in this last 12 to 13 months, we've had a whole lot of people say a whole lot of things. We've given them the name expert, and so they would say this, and next month they say this, and next month they say this, and next month they say this, and oh, my God, I'm so dizzy. I don't know what to believe, and what I've decided that all the experts are just spurts, and they like to hear themselves spurt, and so they've made me, they made me tired. I've had to have naps, and so, so listen to me. Here's what I want you to understand. Jesus sometimes is misquoted. Anybody been around people that misquote Jesus? Uh, they say, well, well, Jesus said this. I'm like, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Can I tell you something? Don't build your life on what other people say Jesus said. I'm gonna introduce you to a rock. It's called Jesus, the word of God. Jesus said it, build your life on it. If other people said Jesus said it, you go back and check and make sure Jesus of Nazareth said it, and then you build your life. Because all that other stuff is like sand. It's shifty. It moves. And don't build yourself, don't build your life, your family, anything on other than the rock named Jesus. Don't build it on opinion. Don't build it on all your buddies that said, well, you know, you know this is what Jesus said. I'm like, What? That's not what Jesus said. Go back and find out what Jesus said and build your life on what Jesus said. So here's what I'm gonna do in this series. I'm gonna help us understand some stuff that Jesus said and that Jesus did not say. And I want you to build your life on what he said, not on what he did not say. I want you to build it on a rock, amen. So let's jump in. I got four things, things Jesus never said. I hope you like scripture because I saw no other better source than the rock itself on this. Number one, 
Jesus never said, I don't forgive you. He didn't ever say that. He never said that. See, there's people in this room that said, Jeff, you don't understand. I'm so dirty. I'm so nasty. I know I look good right now, but I cleaned up for Easter. <laughs> Ooh, if you could only see who I really am. I'm so bad, Jeff. I'm not worthy to be saved. God couldn't save me. I've gone so far. I've done this. I've done that. I've done it against them. I've done it against this person. I, nobody knows this. Nobody knows this. Nobody knows this. I'm, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I got good news for you. You're sitting among a bunch of people that aren't worthy either. But Jesus said, I love you so much, so much, that out of your yuck, out of your mess, out of what you think I can't save you from, I can save you out of that. John 3, 16, as Paxton referenced earlier, for God so loved the world, you can put your name there, for God so loved Jeff. For God so loved Steve and Lisa and whomever. He so loved the world that he gave, that he gave his only son, that whosoever, whosoever, I'm looking at a whole bunch of whosoever's, whosoever would trust in him shall have everlasting life. I have good news this Easter. You're not too far that he can't save you. You've not gone too far, man. You haven't done enough. You're not ugly enough. You're not dirty enough. You haven't sinned enough. Jesus never said, you sin so much, man, I can't save you. Yeah, I had to draw the line somewhere and you went over it. Oh, no, no, no. He'll clean you up and make you new, man. John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I'm the way and I'm the truth and I'm the life. And no one, no one, no one will enter my, enter my heaven. No one comes to Jesus except what? Through me. No church, no religious activity, no thing you did when you were little, but you don't even know why you did it, but it sure made grandma happy. None of that stuff, man, will get you there. Jesus gets you there. You can't go to church and get to Jesus. It can help you get to Jesus but church attendance does not save you. Growing up in church, I meet people all the time. Jeff, I've been in church all my life. Oh my gosh, I think my wife gave birth to me in the church nursery. I feel that pain sometimes. Right? I was that kid, all right? But listen to me, being hatched in the church doesn't mean you're hatched in heaven. Amen? Church can't do that. If church could do that, then why the cross? If your stack of good things could get you there because it's bigger than your stack of bad things, guess what? If you could do it and do enough, then why did he have to do the ultimate? If there was any other way, he would have told you. So when your buddy says, oh, that's just one way. There's another way. No, there's one way, and his name is Jesus. There's no other way, no other way, no other way. And guess what, my friends? No one can do it for you. No one. You see, you can't be married, and because he or she is saved, you're automatically saved. Yeah, you become one flesh, oh, but not one salvation. 
Amen? You have to do it yourself. Romans 3.23 says this, for all, Jeff included, pastor of the church, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. All of us fall short of God's, God's glory. Why? Because we are born out of sin. We have a sin nature. Jesus went to the cross as a spotless lamb of God without sin. He's the only one that could pay that price. None of us could pay that price because we came from sinful daddy and sinful mama made sinful baby. Well, my baby's not sinful. Go to the nursery right now. They're fighting. <laughs> I promise you, that kid didn't want that toy until Junior got that toy. Ain't nobody played with that toy since last Easter. That kid picks it up, and it's a gang fight. First gang fight you ever see is in the nursery. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, y'all need to go out there and check it out. I promise you, all right? They didn't learn that from you, I hope, all right? They came out of you doing that. That's why they fight, because that other kid wants to go to McDonald's in the back seat, but as soon as brother picks McDonald's, that other kid wants Burger King. Just telling you. And then the scrap is on, and you can't get to either one quick enough, all right? And please don't be the parents that buy from each and go to the park and eat. You ain't taught them nothing, all right? Sorry. Just need to say that before the parent conference coming up, all right? Don't go to both and go to the park and eat and think you won. You didn't win. You just delayed pain. That's what you did, all right? That's a whole, go on, Jeff. All right, Romans 3, Romans, sorry, I was, that was a squirrel I was running after. All right, Romans 6, 23 says this, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift, oh, this is beautiful, the gift of God is eternal life. See, what we deserve is hell, but because it's great love, he gives us heaven. And he did it through his son Jesus on the cross because the cross, what? Has a final word, Amen. Man, don't ever get too far from the cross. Don't ever forget what it was like to be saved. Don't think you have arrived until you arrived, really. Listen to me. You haven't sinned too much that he can't save you. I promise you. Romans 5, 8 says this. But God demonstrates his own love for us, to me, if you want to say it, in this while Jeff was still a sinner, Jesus died for him. You want good news? While you were still trying to figure it out, he'd already finished it. When you were trying to figure out what in the fat is going on, Jesus said, guess what? It's found at me and found at the cross. Jesus, while we were still a mess, man, died for us. Why? Because he had to? Mm-mm. Because they ran him down like a dog? No. Because they threw a net around him and caught him and put him on a tree called Calvary? No, no, no. He gave his life out of love for you because he took your place because you couldn't take that place. And he did what you couldn't do. Why? Because you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. You never sin too much that he can't say, I forgive you. Romans 10, 9 and 10 that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, Jesus raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It is with your mouth you confess and with your heart you believe, amen? Every one of us, same way. We all come to Jesus, same way. Romans 10, 13, for everyone, mm, everyone, the last time I checked, everyone means everyone. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
saved. I promise you, no matter where you are today, you're not too far for him to save you. You have not sinned enough. You will never hear Jesus say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't forgive you. That Boy, you crossed the line. That's just way too much. Mm -mm. Come to him and he will save you. Romans 5, 1. Therefore, and I've always taught you, when you see therefore, you always wanna ask what that therefore is there for. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace through our God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace. Listen to me. If you're still trying to prove yourself, you need peace. If you're still trying to do enough to earn it, you need to find peace through Jesus. You'll never do enough. You'll never, ever be enough. You need to hear him say, you are enough. Someone needs to hear that today because you're chasing peace and this world can't give you peace. Some of you are going, well, if I'm smart enough, I'll have peace. No, Nicodemus tried that. He said, Jesus told him he gotta be born again. He said, well, if I get the right relationship, man, if I could just marry the right guy, the right girl, and get in the right family, I'll be it. No, the woman at the well tried that. She had five husbands and was shacked up playing house with another man, and Jesus said, not gonna do it. I'll give you water that'll come up and use living water. You'll never have to thirst again. Listen to me, don't quit trying to prove you're enough and understand you are enough. You are enough for him. You will never hear Jesus say, I don't forgive you, never. Number two, Jesus ne never said, you don't have to forgive them. Jesus never said, you don't have to forgive them. Oh, listen to me, I, I know, boy, they, that, yeah, they did too much to you. Yeah, that's, that's it, Jeff. I, listen, I have forgiven everyone, but I'm gonna tell you, that what they did to you, yeah, you, don't, you don't have to forgive them. <laughs> Jesus never said that. He never said they've done enough and you don't have to let them go. Yeah, they crossed the line, Jeff, but they, did, they went too far, Jeff, so I'm letting you off the hook. You don't have to forgive them. You will never hear Jesus say you don't have to forgive them. He will always say, you gotta let them go. You gotta let them go. Matthew 6, 12, Jesus is teaching us how to pray, and he says these words, forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. Woo! Teach us to pray. Okay, well, here's how we're gonna start. You're gonna have to do this. I just wanted you to teach me how to pray. Well, you gotta let them go. You gotta let them go. Matthew 5, 43 and 44 says this, you have heard that it is said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. You may say, well, I don't feel like praying for them, Jeff. Yeah, I don't feel like it. If I waited to feel like praying for some of the people that I needed to forgive, I'd have never prayed. Never. There's a song written several years ago. It's a country western song. I couldn't help it. But I need to share this with you. I want you to listen to this. Because when I think about people that need to forgive people and let them go, this song's entitled Pray For You. <laughs> I want you to know this is how we pray for those people. This song is by Jaron Lowenstein. I want to read some of the words to you. 
I haven't, been, I haven't been to church since I remember when. Things were going great until I fell apart again. So I listened to the preacher and he told me what to do. He said, you can't go on hating others who've done wrong to you. Sometimes we get angry, but we must not condemn. Let the good Lord do his job and you just pray for them. I pray your brakes go out <laughs> when you're going downhill. I pray a flower pot falls off a window sill and knocks you in the head like I'd like to. I pray your birthday comes and no one calls. I pray you're flying high when your engine stalls. I pray your dreams never come true. Oh, just know wherever you are, honey, I'm praying for you. Now, that's just flat funny, but that's terrible Bible. I'm just, can we agree on Easter? That's just funny. And you got to go listen to that song because it's funny, man. I'm like, yeah, that's some funny. That's good. I, mm, boy, I shouldn't laugh at that, but that's good. I'm just telling you, that's funny, but that's how some of us pray for people that we hadn't let go. Here's what I found in life. You know, that person driving that brand new GMC Denali that you wish the brakes would go out when they're going downhill? Mm. You know who's in the passenger seat of that Denali? You are. And they're driving your life right into a wall because you won't let them go. See, you think you got all the power, but they got it all. Because when you hear those words, you think, yeah, that's, that's who needs to be in that truck when those brakes go out. That who, that's who needs to be flying high at that altitude when the engine stalls. That's who that flower pot needs to hit. See, if you, can, if you think about that person and that person comes, let me tell you, that's God saying you need to let them out of that seat. You're not over them yet. You gotta let them go. Here's what I've learned in life. Jesus is tapping on that driver's window. And you look over at that window and he wants to take that person out of that seat. And he can only do that if you say, I'll let him go, Jesus. I'll let him go. And when you let him go, he takes him out of that driver's seat and Jesus gets in that driver's seat and he puts his hands on your life or your steering wheel and he begins to drive your life to the destination and all that he has written over you. But you'll never get there if you don't get them out of that seat because they're gonna run your life in the ground. And I don't care how great a job you're gonna have and what your next husband or wife is gonna look like and how many beautiful kids you're gonna have or great in-laws you have, it doesn't matter until you let that person in the past go and let them go, they're gonna rule your life. And on this Easter, you wanna come out of a tomb like Jesus did? Get out of that tomb because they're killing you. You say, well, Jeff, what do you know? preacher knows about forgiveness. He probably came from a preacher, just grew up being a preacher. You ain't got nothing to worry about. You ain't no life. Look at your life, charm life, bells, man. It's just beautiful, scripted, and you're just walking in it. If you know me, you know I didn't come that way. My dad's not a pastor, and I wouldn't be standing here today if I didn't forgive because my life was headed to that wall because the person I held everything against was sitting in that driver's seat, and I was in the passenger seat, and I was willingly letting them run my life. And Jesus said, you gotta let him go, Jeff. 
Well, they need to come to me. He said, no, they're not coming to you. You need to let them go. Forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. And when I did, the water hose of my life that was kinked because I couldn't hear God, he opened that water hose up and water started flowing and I heard God, I heard his Holy Spirit. He began to call my life, became very clear and now I'm doing what God called me to do. But if I didn't let my dad go, man, my dad would have taken my own life and he didn't mean to. I was letting him. So don't think I haven't done it. I have done it. And it killed me to do it because I said, he needs to come to me. He's the dad. Well, my dad was lost. And my dad didn't give his life to Christ until years after I went to him and forgave him. And one night when he got busted and he was in a jail cell on a concrete floor, he cried out to God and God saved him when he was 48 years old and made him new. Lost people don't come to you, man. If you're waiting on a lost cat to come forgive you, it ain't coming. You're walking backwards. You gotta let them go, man. Before they take that steering wheel that's running downhill that you're praying those brakes go out and you're in that truck with them. You gotta let them go. Praying is an honorable thing. It's a great place to start. People say, well, I'm, I'm praying for them. But I want you to understand something. Eventually, you gotta stop praying and you gotta let them go. You gotta forgive them. The Greek word for forgive is hurl away. Like taking a backpack that you've been carrying and you take it off and you hurl that sucker away and you become lighter. Jesus said forgive them, hurl them away, let them go. When you let them go, I'll get them. And I'll do what I want in, my, in their life. Colossians 3.13 says bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you may have against one another. Watch this. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. You can't receive something from him that, you don't want, that you're not gonna pass on to somebody else. Do not do that. That is wrong. Don't say, God, forgive me, cover my sins, make me new, wash me white as snow. But boy, when you gotta let them go, you say, I can't do it. I can't do it, God. You don't understand what they did to me. You don't understand the magnitude. You don't understand how they hurt me. They betrayed me. They, 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 they let me down. I was with them. They were friends of mine. We were buddies. We were pals. We did life together. I was with everything. I knew their kids. I gave their high, five, high fives to their kids. I was part of their life. And they hurt me. They crushed me. They disappointed me. I can't do it, God. He said, I, I've been there. My friends let me down. They quit on me. They turned their back on me. They walked away from me and I died on Calvary's Hill all by myself. I did that for you. You gotta do that for them. You're never, never, ever more like Jesus than when you forgive. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says this. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Why in the world, if you've been raised with Christ through salvation and you're a born-again child of the king, why in the world would you voluntarily crawl back in a hole because you won't let somebody go? Why are you looking, why are you looking among the dead for the living? He ain't in that hole. 
He's living again. Once he sets you free, you're free indeed. Don't voluntarily crawl back in there and give those people the keys to your truck running downhill with no brakes. You gotta let them go, man. If you don't, they're gonna run your life. If you see them in the seat, that means you hadn't let them go. Can I tell you that? If you see them in the seat, baby, you hadn't let them go. You gotta let them go. Jesus never said, I don't forgive you. He's never gone so far, he can't forgive you. Jesus never said, you don't need to forgive them. Jesus also never said, you don't need to forgive the church. You're like, this ain't no Easter message, preacher. Oh, yes, it is. Resurrection. There's some people in this house today that need to forgive a church. You know who you are. I know you got dressed up, got a great lunch waiting on you, and they drug you to church. Some of you say, they literally drug me to church. I wanna say I love you and thank you for being here first, okay? There's some people on here that have been holding the church ransom. They're holding them hostage, man. You need to let that church go. You do. You're never gonna be effective at a new church until you forgive the church you came from. Can I say that again to you? You're never gonna be effective in your new church until you let your old church go. You let that church go. You let that pastor go. You let those staff go. You need to let those elders go. You maybe need to let that family that hurt you in that church go. Listen to me. I may be that pastor. We might be that church. I'm sorry if we hurt you. We don't get up and go to staff meetings on Monday morning and sit around and go, okay, so what family this week are we gonna hurt? We've never discussed that. What children in the children's ministry are we gonna bully this week to get them away from our church? That's not what we do. A church can hurt you, but you can't hold that church guilty because of that. Listen to me. I have the ability to disappoint you and let you down as a pastor. Not because I want to, not because I'm trying to, but because I was named Jeff before I was named pastor. That makes me human. Listen to me. You gotta let the church go. You will never be everything that you need to be in the new church until you let the old church go. You will never be able to worship like you need to worship until you let that church go. You'll never be able to give like you need to give until you let that church go. Some of you may not be giving because the last time you gave, that church misused your money. You said, I ain't never giving again. You're not hurting that church, but you're killing yourself. A commandment did not come from the church, it came from God. You let the church go. Matthew 5, 23 and 24 said this. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother then come and offer your gift. Your gift is not money, your gift is worship. Jesus said, don't bring me an offering of worship if you're fighting with your siblings. 
It's like your kids in the back seat fighting, 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 and all of a sudden they say, Mommy, we love you. Don't you tell me you love me as long as you fight with your brother and sister. That's what you want to say to them. You want me to love you? You want me to know you love, that, that, that you love me? Don't fight. Forgive each other. Go make it right and come to worship. Don't go to another church until you let the old church go because you're gonna kill that new church too. I'm just telling you, you say, no one's ever said that. What kind of pastor says that on Easter? A pastor that loves you and is honest. We got a whole bunch of people being crushed at churches and they're now going to other churches, but they carry the hurt from the last church into the new church and they wonder why they can't be effective in that church. Jesus said, you gotta get out of that tomb and be resurrected, man. You gotta, you gotta rise out of that junk. That's not, that's not the church's fault. If it is, you gotta let them go. You gotta let them go because they are controlling you. They are dictating you. They're driving your truck. Let the church go. Jesus never said you don't have to forgive the church. The church is the bride of Christ. You're not gonna be able to love Jesus if you're holding something against the bride. It'll mess with your relationship. Let that church go. Number four, Jesus never said, Jesus never said, you don't have to forgive yourself. It's the hardest thing, man. Hard to forgive yourself. Some people can forgive others, but they can't forgive themselves. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Let yourself go, forgive yourself. Fall in love with Jesus, confess your sins to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I'm a mess, I'm a wreck. I'm 28, I'm 29, I'm 18, I'm 56. But God, I've been trying to do this on my own and I need you. And I, I ask you right now, I confess through my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus died for me. And I invite you to come into my life and save me and make me new. God, make me new, make me new. Some of you need to do that. You need to become a new creation. Forgive yourself and come to Jesus. You may be sitting there going, Jeff, you don't understand. You don't understand, I, I'm born again, I'm saved. But after I was saved, I did this. And I shouldn't have done it. And I'm ashamed I did it. And it hurt me, it hurt a lot of people and I can't forgive myself. And I've been holding that over people's heads. I've been holding that over myself. I, I won't let myself go. I keep seeing myself in that light. I keep seeing myself through those lenses. Jesus doesn't see you like that. He does not see you like that. Listen to me, I'm not trying to be gruesome here, but I'm gonna tell you, the blood of Calvary, the blood of Calvary that washed your sins away still washes your sins away today. That blood is still wet. That blood's still dripping. That blood will drip over your body and make you white as snow. It'll drip over your sin and cancel them out, even pre-salvation and also post-salvation. See, people think, well, I messed up after I got saved. How can he love me? How can he, how, how can he wanna have anything to do with me? Listen to me. You cannot erase the script Jesus has written for you. You can't mess up and disqualify how he's written his life over you. He's got a destiny for you. He's got a desire for you. And you messing up post-salvation does not, it doesn't cancel that out. It's your story. 
get up out of that grave and go live that life the king said live. Don't stay in that tomb. Why are you looking in there? He's not in there. He's risen. If he's risen, you've got to rise. Man, when the church understands that they got to let themselves go, that church is going to be powerful. But we got a lot of church, man. When I say church, I'm talking about the little church individual. We got a lot of churches, a lot of church people that are absolutely will not forgive themselves and they are voluntarily living in a tomb they have no business living in. Jesus already set them free. He is risen just as he said he would. You are risen. You're risen just as he said you were. And just because you mess up after you get saved does not stick you back in a tomb and close the door. No, 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 no. The enemy says, get back in there. But Jesus said, what you doing, child? Get out of there. Well, you don't understand, Jesus, I messed up. Hey, I'm all about messing uppers. You come to me. I'll forgive you. And I'll send you back out to do what I I wrote over your life. Some of you are taking yourself out of a game. You have no, no qualifications to take yourself out of. If you didn't make yourself and you didn't ordain the steps of your life yourself, then don't you disqualify yourself and some of us need to forgive ourselves Romans 8 1 says this therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus Jesus said there is no condemnation 1 John 1 9 he tells us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, if we will confess our sins, even post-salvation, his blood will cleanse us and set us free and make us new. Jesus said, I do not condemn you. When the woman caught in adultery was brought to Jesus by the Pharisees, the religious law keepers, okay? He said to the woman, all right, where are those who condemn you? And she said, there are none. And Jesus said this to her then neither do I. Go and leave your life of sin. Jesus does not condemn you. Jesus loves you. Matthew 28, 6, as we close. He's not here. He's not here. He's risen. Just as he said he would. Come and see the place where he lay. What do you need to rise up from? I know you came and you're like, this is still not an Easter message. I know, very much aware of that. You were predicting that. If I'm smart, I don't give you that. Jesus said, I have overcome. I have risen. You have not sinned enough that I don't forgive you. Jesus said, "I, I did not say that you don't have to forgive them. He said, you have to forgive them. Jesus said, you've got to let that church go. And Jesus said, you have got to forgive yourself. What do you need to be, what do you need to rise up from? Jesus said, I'm not here. I'm not there. I'm risen. If you, if you have been born again, 
He has put a new life in you. You gotta go walk that life. If you're sitting here today, you say, Jeff, I've never been born again. I'm pretty religious. I've done some religious things. I've gone to church. I've done some things that people told me to do in church, but I've, I don't really have a relationship with the Lord. I, I know God. I know of God, but I don't have a relationship with God. Can I tell you something? You haven't sinned enough for him to save you. He loves you. Today on this Easter Sunday, why don't you give your life to Christ? Why don't you be born again? Greatest Easter gift you can ever give is salvation. He died for you on the cross. He rose again so you could too. So one day when you die, you don't die. Oh no, no, no. You rise again to be with him. If you need salvation today, you need to come. If you're online, I'm telling you right where you are, in your car, your office, your house, on this Easter Sunday morning, you can give your life to Christ. Anyone who confesses with their mouth uh, that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. Listen to me, if you're saved, you need to forgive them. You need to forgive them. Let them go, man. Hurl them off. Let them go. Let them go. He's not here, he's risen, just as he said he would. You say, I can't forgive them. I know, I can through you. Let them go. I'm risen, you can be risen too. If you let them go, you gotta let them go. For some of you in here, you need to let church go. You don't have to confess that to me. You just have to tell God, God, you know what I, you know I do. Let that church go. And for some in here, forgive yourself. Quit. Quit beating yourself up for the decisions and choices you made in the past. Quit looking backwards too much. Man, you're gonna have a wreck if you look at the rearview mirror too much. Look at the front windshield. Go live what he wrote over you. He's not here, man. He is risen. Come see the place where he lay. Let that be said of you. Yes, she, he, they're not, they're not here. They've been risen. What does Christ need to rise you up out of? What do you need to come out of today? What do you need to come out of? Stay in church and pray over you. As we begin the worship, this is your time. If God has said a specific thing over your life, I'm gonna ask you to do something for me. I need you to say yes. It'll be the greatest yes you ever say. You say, well, Jeff, why do I need to say yes? Because Jesus said on the other side of obedience is always blessing. If you want to bless yourself, say yes to what the Father says and you will be blessed. And there ain't a person in this room that doesn't like being blessed. I really like being blessed. But when I'm blessed the most is when I say yes to Jesus. Don't walk out of here excited about lunch. Lunch will still be there. And if they eat all your lunch, you call me and I'll take you out to lunch. All right? <laughs> I hope a lot of y'all don't call though. <laughs> Should have thought that all the way through. <laughs> all right? Don't leave here in a hurry. You're here for such a time as this. You heard what you needed to hear because he knew you were gonna be here. You never send enough that you will hear, I don't forgive you. 
You can never do that. And whoever hurt you, wounded you, and scarred you, you need to let them go, man. Please, for the love of Jesus, let them go. Because whether you know it or not, they're driving your truck headed to that wall with the brakes out. And for some of you, let the church go, please. I'm saying it as a pastor. Don't go hurt, don't go hurt another church. Don't go into another church carrying that pain. Let that church go, please, for the love of Jesus, for the kingdom. Let the church go. Let them go. And if you're that person in here today, you say, Jeff, man, you don't understand. I got saved and I messed up. and I just won't let myself go. I won't forgive myself. Stop, 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 and let yourself go. I wanna pray over you, and then I want you to do what God said to do and you'll be blessed. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, you have spoken. On this Easter Sunday, may we model you. He is not here. He is risen, just as you said he would. Come see the place where he lay. God, may we resurrect ourselves today by saying yes to what you said to us. May we rise up from that and be, be new. And for some of us, be born again new. God, you control this time. And may we, we, may we say yes to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.